I don't like a lot of candy that's not chocolate, but like these, are, it's so good. Can I have another one? Yeah, it's like everything good about a nerd's rope, except for there's more gummy to it, so it's like a little more satisfying. This is amazing. I yeah. haven't had a nerd's rope in... What are the, it's like they're called they're called nerds gummy clusters i went to okay so i went to a wedding like six months ago and my friend and i shared a hotel room at the wedding and he brought these and he was like help yourself to, he brought a bunch of snacks and he was like help yourself to him and i could not fucking stop eating. and i've been searching for them ever since and finally my kroger shelved them this oh, week uh, and i was like fuck yeah that's I'm, one of my gq 10 essentials dude. oh they're so good that's awesome Nerds, if you need a <laughs> if you sponsor, need spon- if you want to sponsor, sponsor the show, podcast. I will happily talk about these. I'll talk about it for free, ma'am. Just keep sending me these. Yeah, you don't even have to pay us. Literally, pay me in nerds gummy clusters. They're so goddamn good. My God, wow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're gonna have Mountain Dew Bowl or not Mountain Dew. <laughs> Um, Canada Dry Bowl, yeah, ginger ale bowls, (laughs) full ginger ale, and (laughs) nerd ropes that are cut into pieces. That sounds like a perfect meal. That's our sponsorships. God, that like is that kind of tracks for us though. Not gonna lie. Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine to drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. Welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast about horror movies and drinking if you want to. And my name is Harish. I'm Sam. I'm Molly. And why is today a special episode, everybody? That's a good question. Oh my god, I didn't know you were on your like last bits. Oh, I don't care for sure. I was going to give you this last one. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to say no. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, why is this a special episode? Because I'm eating uh, nerds gummy plastics. No. <laughs> yeah. Why is it a special episode, Rish? Uh, Well, it's my birthday episode. Woo! And uh, it's actually coming out on his birthday. Oh yeah. So I think we should sing. Happy, Happy birthday Why? to you. We didn't do Happy this for you. Happy birthday guys. to you. This Happy birthday, dear Harish. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> We've definitely sung on birthday episodes before. We not really? consistently, but it happens. And today's episode <laughs> is about ex machina. I think that made him uncomfortable. <laughs> did you not like that do you not like our song i mean yeah i don't care honored we can do another song it's kind of just you know a character get down saturday night (laughs) i don't know the rest of the words to that but we celebrate this monument this amazing occasion monumentous is that the word amazing monumentous i don't don't know know. anyways did you say it's a character (laughs) yeah we decided to watch a very scary depressing film it's good. It's Ex Machina is the name of the movie. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like Deus Ex Machina. I have notes about that. Oh, really? <laughs> I do. Oh, you do, Molly? Do you, do you want to talk about <laughs> it right now? Go for it. Okay, why are you antagonizing I'm me? I'm just teasing. This is a good episode to tease you on. Why? So. I don't know. <laughs> She's Harish. Know. She's the birthday boy. Harish doesn't listen to the 1975. <laughs> 
Burn. He lives in this house and doesn't. Are you sure about that? Not by his choice. <laughs> I gotta say, I have about six 1975 <laughs> things on the docket. Oh, wow. Um, no, but yeah, like Harish said, it comes from a Deus Ex Machina, which is Latin for God from the Machine, mm-hmm. and it's this whole like thing where God would come down from like yeah the heavens on a stage play and like save all the characters from being right you know in their bad situation so it's um kind of god intervening when um everything seems like it can't be resolved or it's hopeless there's a um donny darko says that when um, he's machina. about to get stabbed he says deus ex machina because like oh uh, he's it's either in the bathroom or the car's coming around um when that one kid's about to like stab him he says yeah. deus ex machina like he's yeah. been intervened upon from dying yeah um no, it's got to be. I think it's when he, the car's coming because the kid's right. like, "What the fuck did you say to me?" Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's at the end. Um. So this is just ex machina. So they cut out the god part. Yeah. So it just means it's from just the machine. Out of the machine. Which is really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fuck. It fucking rules. But yeah, I think I think that's neat. Um. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Uh, we talked about oh, how yeah. it's a Frankenstein story. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, I was that gonna say. that leads me into how I ended up watching it for the first time. I guess we sometimes oh yeah, yeah so we if should you guys do that. Say that. What's my history with it? I watched it one time um, on my laptop in my room late at night, um, and I think I was drunk, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. like real Nathan vibes from you. That's the that's the only time you've seen it. Yep. Yeah. Really? Sure we haven't watched it together. I know I've seen this twice. I don't remember watching it together. Maybe we have. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't logged on my letterbox, so we. That means we haven't watched it since we since 2018 for sure. Mm. So, but we. Yeah. That's still time to have watched it. I watched it because I took a really awesome class in college that was all about monsters and horror, and we would read books of like classic monsters and then watch modern films and compare it to the source and like original texts. Okay. And stuff like that. It was so fun. It was like best class. And I like kind of half-assed it, but I got really into so it. So what was the book for this? Frankenstein. Oh, wow. And um, we we read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just think it's so funny that every time we talk about Frankenstein, Harish always says the modern Prometheus. Well, I was going to say. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> when, when, and I'm like anticipating <laughs> it. You said it during the movie. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, when we talked about the characters, you know, Nathan, he's the head of a tech company. He's kind of a modern Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, so, it's such a good bit. Oh, my God. This isn't the first time you've done it. <laughs> But anyway, so in your <laughs> um, class. So we watched, we read Frankenstein and then we like watched the <laughs> Boris Karloff Frankenstein and then we watched some modern interpretations and a lot of them tend to be tech based, obviously. And so like we watched this. Yeah. One. And so I watched it for the first time for that class. I was uh, an OA at my dorm. So I did the front desk and I was working a three to five a.m. shift with Field, Emily's boyfriend, Field. And yeah. uh, he was, or, er, and we would just watch movies on our own, and I watched this, and I remember being floored by it. Like I, st- at the end of it, I turned to Field, and I was like, "Field, you gotta watch this movie." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I saw this in theaters when I was in high Such school, else. like nice. the summer between high school and college. I saw it with my boyfriend at the time. I made him take me to this movie, nice. and we both liked it. And then it's like all I could think about. Um, it was my favorite movie for a while, like a good bit, I will say. Um, it was right around, I think. 
yeah 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 it, it's just it's really good it's a perfect movie it um, is i love mm-hmm. it but yeah I, it, I mean, it was cool to see in theaters too i'll say there was like nobody else in the theater which was weird Ooh, that's like a I think, moment like, maybe two other people it was very very small and it was it was scary it was good <laughs> i liked it i saw the trailer maybe actually i think i watched the trailer and then i went and saw it I was like, I didn't know what to expect. I remember mm-hmm. seeing the trailer back in the day. I yeah. just didn't go see it. Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters, but I do, I do remember watching the trailer. I did that for Moonrise Kingdom, too. My friends and I were going to go to the movie, but we didn't know what we wanted to see. And I was like, I watched the trailer for Moonrise Kingdom, said, hey, you want to go? We went, mm. literally the three of us in the theater. <laughs> it was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, directed by Alex Garland, God. who also directed, and he wrote this also. And yeah. he directed uh, and wrote Annihilation and dread and he only wrote dread he didn't direct it oh he didn't direct he's it, only yeah. directed annihilation ex machina and devs and devs <sighs> yeah. but he wrote dread and he wrote 28 days later yeah oh, yeah, yeah i remember yeah. i just looked that up recently and, and it surprised like, me it makes it all makes sense <laughs> it, the domino or the pieces are coming together yeah <laughs> oh, it's all coming it's all coalescing <laughs> now everything's lining up you ever just coalesce Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Once every now and then. And there's basically four characters. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. um Oscar Isaac who plays Nathan, the head creep. of the he's like basically invented Google. Um he's, he's a bit of a modern <laughs> Molly, Molly perked up. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. Why. I don't know why I love that bit so much. Yeah. That's like maybe your Tony Fortnite to me. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he's working on a secret project, and he gets this guy Caleb, who works at Blue Book, the the company. He's like a programmer, coder guy. Yeah. He, he wins a competition and um, gets to visit um, Nathan's house um, for a week or something. And he's played by, he's Donald Gleason. Donald oh, Gleason. Yeah. yeah. It's Donald. Donald. Yeah. It's, it is? Yes. Donald. I'm pretty Donald. sure. We can look it up, but I'm no, pretty no, sure No, I believe Donald. you. I just have been saying it wrong since it's I was like born. It's like Sersha. It's like a Gaelic thing. I think it's not Gaelic. Don't know. Yeah. It's Irish in some I mean, form. Irish, yeah um but yeah so he comes and uh basically nathan explains that he's there to test out um this ai like robot that nathan has created um named ava who's played by alicia vikander um and and then there's one other character um kyoko yeah um she's fantastic she's the moment yeah i love i'm a kyoko stand she's pretty great um who's played by the girl from devs who plays Sonia something i don't yeah. remember look it up. Sonia. we should be respectful and yeah she's fantastic i like her yeah i want to watch i'm more tempted now knowing she's in maniac than i ever have been tempted to watch it it's Sonoya mizuno Sonoya. huh yeah yeah, and that's all the characters in the movie. It fucking rules. Then the much. pilot for like two seconds, There's, which doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah, it's a barely. like it, it's a four piece band of a movie. It's awesome. Um, so let's do the letterbox segment then. Oh, before we do letterbox, just to kind of get into the movie a little bit more. Um, yeah. There's a quote from the director. He said, "Um, he described it from being like set ten minutes from the now." Um, like if someone like Google or Apple announced tomorrow that they had made Ava, we would all be surprised, but we wouldn't be that surprised. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool in like terms of the context of where we're going with tech. Yeah. Um, and when he made this movie, which was 
2014 or 2015? 2014. Which is... It's... Yeah. Nuts. In some places it says 2014 and in some places it's 2015. Oh, really? I thought it was 2015. I don't know why. This says 2014 on here. It would have yeah. been 2014 because that was... I no, think no, it no. is 2014. I saw it in 20... Well, here's the thing. I think it was made... Maybe. Probably made oh, release 2014. Yeah. People yeah, saw it. Like came that. around 2015, yeah. Yeah, because it was 2015 when yeah. I saw it. Um... Anyways, yeah, I got some yeah. letterbox reviews. This is a segment where I pull reviews from letterbox and read them, and Sam and Harish have to guess how many stars they have. I have a feeling these are mostly going to be good, because why would they not? I didn't pick up... I don't think I could stomach reading bad ones, <laughs> so maybe there's like a couple in there, but like I just don't care. Valid. This one is from a friend of the pod, Adam Edwards. Oh. <laughs> Even if this wasn't one of the best reflections on what it means to be human... It is. The spontaneous dancing scene cements this film as an all-timer. And then the tags, which are his like thing. He has really good tags on Letterboxd. Ava is wifey material. AI sex. Robot love. <laughs> uh, five stars, I have. I... Yeah, I think I've seen this, and it's five stars, it's, I think. It's five stars. Nice. Uh, too bad this movie doesn't have Tilda Swinton, because my favorite tag of his is Tilda alert. <laughs> 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 it's funny every time. Um, eerily similar to the story of Poot Lovato, Demi Lovato's long lost sibling who was trapped in the basement for 60 plus years and was recently freed. Why? That's a Tumblr thing. I don't know what that um. is. <laughs> Four and a half. Four and a half. That's five stars. Yeah, I almost said that. Um, I fell in love with a sexy robot, not clickbait. <laughs> five stars. Four and a half. Four and a half. Good job, Sam. Oof. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, can I get a five more of those little robot bitches? <laughs> five stars. Four and a half. Four and a half. Good job, Harish. Oscar Isaac, drunk on a Tuesday afternoon. Did you know you can fuck my robot? <laughs> five stars. Five stars. Four and a half. Damn. It would be like, of course I support men's rights. Men's rights to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Five stars. stars. Four stars. God oh. damn you people. The dance floor, torn up. Me, checked it out. <laughs> <laughs> Four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Great job, guys. Yeah. Caleb, fuck robots. Nathan, fuck, fuck robots. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Four and a half. Damn it. Well, mark me down as scared and horny. <laughs> Five stars. Four and a half. Five stars. Good job, Sam. Boom. Um, isn't it strange to create something that hates you? We are our own. No, I didn't mark this as a funny one. I just marked this because it's something I liked. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to finish that. <laughs> Valid. I'll read it. Isn't it strange to create something that hates you? We are our own undoing. <laughs> uh, four stars. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Good job, everyone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bisexual culture is having a crush on Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac, and Donald Gleason at the same time. Yeah. Five stars. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Good job. Kicking your ass. I've never wanted to fight a movie more than this one. Not even the good dinosaur. <laughs> four. Three and a half. Half a star. Damn it. Wow. Film stands saw the dance scene with the neon red lighting and smashed the five star button. <laughs> five, five stars. stars. Three. Damn, that would have been a good bit to do five stars. I know. And then one more. Um, holy shit, is that a Charlie XCX reference? <laughs> Four stars. 
Four. Four and a half. That's the one that had me laughing earlier. It's funny. I don't get it. You. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to. Okay. Um. This isn't one I wanted to review, but it's a good uh, talking point we can maybe do later. This is my favorite review of the movie. Viewing number two was interesting. I feel like you watched the first time as Caleb and the second as Nathan. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, that is. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because like there's stuff that's revealed that you don't realize at first, um, but on the second watch, it's very obvious. Um. But oh yeah. yeah, it's isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. To think about. Yeah. So. So like a lot of the twists that happen, like the first time you have no idea like what's going on, right? And then like watching it again, like when you do know, it's still it's like when you watch Parasite the second time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still cool, but you have a different context and like, oh. <laughs> Sniffing feet. Um. Yeah. Like the the scene where he, you know, does the razor thing. The oh. first time I was watching it, I was genuinely horrified and scared that he was going to be a robot. Like, I was like, oh, shit, what a reveal. And yeah. watching it this time, I'm like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's understandable, but it was like a diff- It was funny to have a different perspective of, you fool, you fucking right. fool. Right. Yeah. Um, so, as we explained, the um, Caleb, Donald Gleason. Uh, won a contest and so he gets to visit Nathan's house, his estate. Um, very fancy, nice looking house. God, I have never wanted to live anywhere more in my life. Yeah, and it's, apparently it's, it's a hotel in Norway. Yes. Yeah, and they just go like hiking, and it's beautiful. There's like ice capped mountains. It's great. Sam brought this uh, up, and it's very true. Like the juxtaposition of tech and nature mm-hmm. is Alex something that's Garland. carried throughout this movie, and this little man's oeuvre. It's his little thing. He's a little slut for it. He loves it. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely like what what I would do if I were rich. Oh, yeah. really? You make I mean, a Twilight like, house? I wouldn't live there like permanently, but like I would definitely have a house oh, that yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. like yeah, in Norway where I would like live for like 3 months a year or something. That would be fantastic, yeah. I would like to live in a Frank Lloyd Wright house if I was really rich. Yeah. Ooh. I love those. I love the modern architecture like and how they're always like encased in nature i was listening to a podcast (laughs) where they brought those up or something and they were saying like they're surprisingly like cheap like to buy really because like you just you have to deal with people coming to your house and being like can i look in the inside because because it's also an art piece you Uh know so like it's it's not super expensive to buy them i think that's what they're saying i don't remember exactly what they were talking about on the podcast look into that yeah. Me my fifteen dollars. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh Nathan explains that he's that um Caleb is there to do a Turing test. Mm-hmm. Um and as we all know, a Turing test is the test that like um to tell whether an AI uh it's basically um telling whether uh, the person See. talking to you is an AI or yeah human and you can like figure it out that you're talking to an ai like pretty easily yeah um but if you can create an ai that can pass the turing test and trick you then that's like true ai yeah yeah it's awesome um so uh so caleb is here to talk to 
Nathan's creation and figure out if um uh if she passes the Turing test. Mm-hmm. He is very excited. I mean, okay, like this is the op- this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like yeah. this rules. Yeah, it's oh, pretty my great. God. Gives me the creeps. I would. It's very do it. scary. Yes, really? I would watch somebody else do it, but I wouldn't want to do it. Oh my god, I would one hundred percent do this. Mm. This is my dream. Mm. Freaks me out. Right. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. What it's if you've weird. done it and you don't know? <laughs> that. Yeah. You'll never know. That I would want to die. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> if you met a robot that, that was an AI, scares the shit out of me, dude. Why? I don't trust robots. Yeah, but like, why? If you I, met one and didn't know until later, like, why does it matter to you? Why does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. It would just freak me out to know. It's that... it's very odd. So I don't I don't like that because like the, robot ethics. If you use a trick, yeah. So um, so like, there are a couple of thought experiments that this movie references. Um, at least on Wikipedia. So. At one point, he talks about the Mary Room um, thing, which is like he talks about a scientist um, named Mary who lives in a room where it's all black and white, and she can only um, see things on a black and white monitor. And uh, like basically, she learns everything about color that you can learn about color, um, like like scientifically, like wavelengths and yeah. Can she not see herself? Well. Y- I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, like, set up to where, like, it's all black and white. Is this real? No. This is a thought experiment. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's a thought experiment. So, um, yeah. So, she doesn't see color, but she knows all about it. Everything you can possibly know about color. If she leaves the room, um, and once she sees color in real life, does she learn anything new is the thought experiment in... In the movie, he says that like, oh yeah, she will learn something new. She'll actually learn what a what color is, but um, and that's what distinguishes human from AI. But like, um, in real life, it's actually like a discussion. Like, it's there's no f- true answer to the question. I think she'll learn something yeah. new because it's about feeling. It's about feeling your response to the visual stimuli. Yeah, like yeah. See, and also before you see it, it's basically just theory. Right. But um, uh, on Wikipedia, there's like a whole thing like about like philosophical discussions of it. And one of them um, that I saw was like, um, it was by a neuroscientist. Um, and basically they were saying that there were three things that could possibly happen. Either um, she, uh, actually, let me look it up. People get paid to just think about this shit. Yeah. I'm doing it for free, yeah, bitch. Like, what I the know. Fuck? It's bullshit. Also, Shut the first fuck of all, up. thought um, experiment. Do it for real, bitch. Yeah. Uh, more thought experiments in um, movies, but not those shitty. Like, no more Schrodinger's cat. We're done with Schrodinger's cat. Yes. Throw it out. We're done with. Um, I wrote down some other ones. Uh, the double slit experiment. We're done with that. Ship of Theseus. We're done with Ship of Theseus. What's the one like Plato's thing where the shadows? The, on the shadows wall? in the yeah. cave. Yeah, we're done with that. New, <laughs> find new thought experiments <laughs> for movies and put more of them in movies. <laughs> I agree with that. Go, Harish. Um, but yeah, so I found the article and there's like a lot of discussion. This um, is just encouraging philosophy. <laughs> but uh, one of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why do we want that? Listen. I mean, it's cool. It's fun to think I'm about. I'm joking. I like it too. It's just funny to make fun of. I cannot wait to go home. I got three books about postmodernism <laughs> in the mail. Um, two, well, like two today, one yesterday. I can't wait to go home, read all those, and then power through this whole like singularity thought experiment bullshit we're on right now. Don't moment. talk to me in real life. It's a so, moment. Okay, so V.S. Ramachandran and Edward Hubbard of the Center for Brain and Cognition at UCSD argue that Mary might do one of three things upon seeing a red apple for the first time. Mary says she sees nothing but gray. She has the wow response from subjectively experiencing color for the first time. Or three, she experiences a form of blind sight for color in which she reports no difference between a red apple and an apple painted gray. But when asked to point to the red apple, red apple, she correctly does. So, yeah. So the third one is, you know, like she she can't physically tell the difference, but like she instinctively can tell um, which one's red. I wish we could do this for people. But not have it be ethical. <laughs> they they like came to these conclusions based on studying a colorblind synesthete. Um, with uh, basically, yeah. What this is just saying? the giver. Sorry, oh. I've been thinking that the whole time. The second apple came into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like how he realizes. Um, but colorblind synesthete. So like, this person, uh, they can they there are certain colors that they physically can't see. Um, but they have synesthesia. So like numbers are associated with colors in their brain. So there are certain numbers that are associated with colors in their brain that they physically cannot see. And they describe these as Martian colors. So like the receptors for colors are still in their brain and still working. But like because of like like physical like eye um mm-hmm. Um, because of uh, problems with their eye, like color receptors, they can't physically see the color, but they know it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I'm aware of synesthesia because a bunch of people on TikTok convinced themselves that they had it and they definitely did not. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the reason I brought this up was that um, on Wikipedia, it says another one of those thought experiments that it mentions um, is the Chinese room, um, which I don't remember them talking about in the movie. Um, but maybe like I just missed it. Um, but basically the Chinese room, uh, uh, thought experiment is that, um, like if you teach a computer, um, like to speak Chinese, basically, um, like you, you teach it how to take in Chinese, take in like questions and stuff in Chinese and respond appropriately also in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Does the, uh, does the computer understand Chinese? I don't know. Why would it be different than yeah if it's English? Yeah, so, my, that's my question. So, is what's the okay. So if you... Um, sat in a room and you had a bunch of books. Yes. Where um, you like they gave you uh, a Chinese phrase. Mm-hmm. You could um l- like use the books to see if this pattern of symbols shows up. Then you would this pattern of symbols is the appropriate response, 
right? And then you're essentially doing the same thing as a computer, but you yourself do not understand Chinese. You just know that if you see this pattern, then you give out this pattern. Well, what's the memory level here? Because well, like, if I do it enough, I'm going to start remembering it. And that's, that's just the how, equivalent of learning Chinese. That's all lang- how all languages acquire. A lot of yeah. languages acquired is so by is, association. Does the computer remember it or immediately forget it? You know uh, what I mean? Like when the well, computer does one response, is that... Okay, it's but about context, if right? it's just symbols, if it's just not even the language Chinese, it's a bunch of random symbols. I was on, I was asking Cleverbot AI today. I was like, do you like the 1975? And they were like, I wasn't born in that year. Yeah. Um, okay. They saw the year 1975, mm-hmm. responded with a response regarding that year. That's not what I was talking about. Um, I think you don't have the context. I don't think so it's the- learning. The question is, yeah, does the computer actually understand Chinese or is it just pretending, like faking understanding Chinese? It's not faking because it doesn't have intent. Does it? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so basically um, the conclusion of this is strong AI means that it literally will understand Chinese and weak AI means that it just simulates the ability to understand Chinese. I would just think it would depend on the level of response. Mm-hmm. like if the if the response was her level you know so you think that she actually feels things i th- i think she's conscious okay she's a sociopath but i think she's conscious i don't know you don't think so i don't know she doesn't have feeling i don't think there's a right or wrong answer no but i'm saying like she doesn't feel but she's conscious okay does that make sense? I don't know. What is consciousness? She's like she, she's like Dennis Reynolds. Stop. You know We're not I mean? doing that today. She's like him. <laughs> I won't I won't elaborate. <laughs> I know don't exactly ex- what you mean. Don't expect me it. to. I'm not elaborating, but if you get it, you'll get it. Like it's just that's what she gives me. That's what vibe I get. I mean yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, we see her like, um, so it's Ava we're talking about. Ava is the current model of the AI that Nathan has developed. She, like, we see a lot of sessions of um, Caleb talking to Ava and, like, she has, like, facial expressions that um, express her emotions and she changes them when she changes emotions. And, like, later in the movie, Nathan talks about how um he had the reason she can have those facial expressions is because he like hacked every cell phone camera Mm -hmm. and took all of the data from the entire world and used that to make it so like make an algorithm that gives Mm -hmm. like allows her to do that that's just an input output response again yeah so so does she have consciousness really or is she just she just like responding to external stimuli. Isn't that <laughs> does it matter? Isn't are that we what all, we do? Are, yeah, we're, we're just, all just responding. We just respond. To That's I see, true. I see you giving me a look right now, and I'm responding based on the look you're giving me. Devs has I a whole. Talking. Devs has a whole. Another Alex Garland thing has a whole speech about this. Yeah, like about it really lays it out for you about how everything is just a response. Yeah, but um, or a cause and effect. Uh. But still, like, so you don't think that there's anything, uh, like, extra about consciousness? Like, um, like, I don't know. 
you can do something randomly. You don't think people can just like do stuff randomly or it's just deterministic. Well, it's like per- personality based, but your personality comes from external stimuli and you know what I mean? Okay. So you, do you believe free will exists? Uh uh, I don't well, want to talk. Only yeah. if you travel within God's <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie Dark. <laughs> like, I don't but know. But if God's channel, if there's a God's channel, that means that free will doesn't exist. I can't keep having this conversation. I could get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start um, too much of a ruckus. Uh, could you describe the ruckus, sir? Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. See, well, I'm just responding to external stimuli. <laughs> Based on learned responses. Yeah. <laughs> There's another thought experiment that um, is basically just the plot of this movie. It's called the AI box. Um, and the idea is that there's a super, um, super intelligent artificial intelligence that's in a box. Like it cannot, it cannot affect anything except outside of the box except for like it can do text communication only um and there's a gatekeeper there's a person who's like watching it and making sure that it's not leaving the box um and the question is will the ai be able to convince the gatekeeper to let it out that's just the plot of this movie which is what this movie is about mm-hmm. yeah well, and there's a quote about that in the movie let me pull it up this is also remember that season of Big Brother where Sam lost that punishment and had that to be a, a robot, robot for yeah. the first like two weeks. That was really depressing. People did not give her the time of day when she was a robot. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. Um. There's the whole thing. It's got to be directly that, right? Where he's talking about like how he created them to have like sensuality and sexuality because you're not going to get like. I feel like I'd be to do a gray box. I feel like I'd be tricked. Yeah. Um. What imperative does a gray box have to interact with another gray box? Can consciousness right. exist without interaction? Um, sexuality is fun. If you're going to exist, why not enjoy it? Um, but yeah, he's talking about like specifically can consciousness at any level, human or animal, like exist without a sexual dimension? Um, and later right. he talks about how he challenges Ava to use like empathy, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, to, like, yeah he's explaining that he basically created her to 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 trick people sure to um yeah to be able to manipulate people um Um, but do you think it would work with just a box that talks to you through text communication i don't know probably exposed over a very very long period of time eventually it would for me because i've listened to that 1975 (laughs) album (laughs) i think that if the right kind of person the right length of time it could happen i think i mean May like you think anyone could get convinced? Probably not anybody. Because I, I feel like like could. it's easy to just be like, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm but not letting you some out. people might not think that. Yeah, it's literally the premise of an online relationship. Yeah, it's like just dating. You know, you gotta. But you know that it's an AI that's gonna destroy the world. You know it's an AI. Yeah, that's you gonna you dis- like no. Your told- job is to not let this bo- Wait, the guy out of the box. That it's how much- gonna destroy the world? It's a super powerful AI that's going to destroy the world. How that has I- the potential to destroy the world. How much am I getting paid? I mean, as much as you need. <laughs> What's it promising you? Yeah, 
that's what the a that's like the point of the thought experiment is can it convince you i think yeah. all of this is an allegory for the end of humanity and um through technology are we like ushering in the end of humanity through engaging too scary with it <laughs> i don't like it that's cool. I like these. It scares me. Yeah. Can you send me? Can, I'm going to listen to this episode later. When we, I'm do, our, look all when this we up. do our hot ones, we should discuss this. Yeah. <laughs> the AI box. So just talk about theory. Why? <laughs> why not? We got to talk about something while we're suffering. I'll read that postmodernism book and really crack back at you with some stuff. I read something today that really upset me. Oh, no. I don't remember we can it. Discuss. <laughs> um, for those wondering, we are planning on eating all the hot one sauces this weekend. Yeah. I don't know if Molly's participating, but her yeah, you're course doing I am. it. Yes. Oh hell yeah! I'm so excited. <laughs> Anyways, back to Ex Machina. Yeah. So AI box. I think I could just say no. I don't know. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, would you keep talking to it? Yeah. Do you have to keep engaging? Is technology designed in a such a way where it keeps you engaging until it gets what it wants? yes maybe if it was like that do you remember well, that do you know that machine that it sucks now because they changed it but mm-hmm. you could describe it would put, basically play 20 questions with it and it could guess literally fucking yeah akinator yeah akinator. i did that the other day like if it was fun like akinator you'd just keep participating with it until it really got well, to know you here's the thing it all is designed to do that and yeah get to know yeah you, you just um, keep putting inputting things you are interested in and then it's gonna figure you out i have so much to say right now but i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it all but um there is like whole like studies done and they talk about it in the book digital minimalism uh, by cal newport how um apps and websites are designed to get used to it on them longer and they'll like start to specifically target things from your interests and demographics and stuff engagement like our online space is getting increasingly more individualized Mm -hmm. and personalized and that's really scary like that's not a good thing so is that a consciousness (laughs) is what a consciousness the algorithm that like looks at your preferences. Well, I, I, I think it's Space Jam Two: A New Legacy. Your answer's right there. <laughs> I think it's not conscious, but it's intent. So how is that Don different Cheadle. from Ava? Ava is just taking external stimuli, and like Ava is made from his, um, you know, search engine results. Yeah, like, but she's later pretty. on. He reveals <laughs> that it's his pornography preferences yeah like a hundred percent it is and that's why i think it takes place 10 minutes in the future i don't think we're i'm i wouldn't again i wouldn't be surprised if we're at that because so much of um how the internet works like in the background is about collecting our data and using it to target us and get us interested interacted get us to buy stuff a lot of the time yeah um i i think it's essentially the same thing i think this operates on a different scale where it has a more human aspect because you're not seeing it like when I'm on like Twitter or whatever, there's not a person guiding me to engage with certain stuff. Yeah. I see the stuff that my friends like. I see stuff right. that is based on my interests. And I don't I don't like that part of the internet. I don't like how the algorithm works, but I do. I think algorithmic and AI are like as it's discovered here, I don't think they're that far off from each other. The second algorithmic stuff does become AI that's awful that's a that that that's the singularity yeah yeah i sound like an asshole no it's genuinely like the most horrific thing to me it scares the shit i don't think it's that close 
um yeah. algorithms suck uh all machine learning is fake yeah but also in, <laughs> um, okay like i get it because like i also i'm like oh no way it's gonna fucking happen but like in 1980 do you think that they thought we'd be doing do you no. think they realistically thought we'd be consuming like we're doing now there's no way we could have predicted this it's absolutely yeah. horrible like even in the last decade think about for sure but i'm just saying like like I I do work with machine learning yeah, yeah. and like based on if anybody knows more what about I it. know. Oh my god, this is the perfect opportunity. What do you? What is your job? What do you do? <laughs> I mean, he types a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I just analyze data, data analytics. Are you a data analyst? Um, is that your job title? You look at data yeah, and you analyze it. Yeah, I think data scientist. I guess. Okay. He like official. makes things connect with each other. Yeah, it's a whole thing in our I just friend look group. At trends. I don't know if you know this. It's <laughs> no, a whole thing in our friend what group he does. that nobody knows what you do, and nobody, and everyone's too afraid to ask. It's just data analytics. Fun <laughs> really. fact about me and Harish: the first night he and I like really bonded right before we started dating was just him telling me what he does. Like, it was, like, <laughs> two hours of him explaining how it works. Nice. Yeah, but, me, Lauren, and RG have all had this conversation with each other that we don't know what you do and we're scared <laughs> to ask at this point. Yeah. So I figured that was a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he just gets um, mad and Googles a lot. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. He's smart, I mean, Pretty though. much. But anyway. Sorry, what were yeah. you saying? Uh, it's all fake. Like, you need training data. All um like facebook algorithms and stuff um like they have they they just hire people like in other countries to look at stuff and label stuff for their algorithms um so i was literally thinking it's a scene from possessor (laughs) yeah you won't you won't um uh like yeah you uh like you'd never we're like so far away from this point where it's able to learn by itself. Yeah. Okay. Which um, is why AI is so biased, has, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's biased. Like we Algorithms see like biases biased. and yeah. Um, because there's always like bias in the training data. Um, if you don't include enough pictures of black people in your training set, then the machine learning is not going to know what a black person is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why those ring cameras like are racist (laughs) um there was like a thing that recently came out um it wasn't recently it was like a few years ago but like basically like the ring cameras were um like like flagging like certain races as like um like suspicious basically interesting or something like that i don't know I don't know if that's true or if that was just a plot point on Community. Because that did happen on Community. You should check out this documentary called All Light Everywhere. Um, It's about, like, technology in the state. And there's, like, a really cool point they make about how um, cameras that are trained to focus on certain parts of the area will start, will start to see patterns and create their own patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, there's a, the quote about it is really good. It's kind of long, though. But, um... Yeah. It's great. Um uh yeah and also data is like impossible to deal with there's no such thing as clean data like you're never gonna get any clean clean enough data there's always like bullshit that's gonna fuck with um fuck with your algorithms and like ruin them so they'll never be perfect for sure um so yeah i mean yeah but there's uh i don't know (laughs) Um, I think it's so interesting to think about too. Yeah. Um, this is so like it's so cool. I don't think we'll ever 
maybe really know. And I think a lot of how we imagine it going, it's like when people went, like from the 50s were like, we're going to be driving flying cars. I think a lot of that's how we see like stuff like this. Going. Yeah. Like AI probably won't look like a beautiful woman. It's um, pretty fucked up though. Like if you create a, a robot voice on a computer that t- talks to you and has a personality, if you turn it off, are you killing it? If you like format its memory. So it's like, why, why, it? why would we even try to even ask? A, like, let's just stop trying. Let's just, uh, <laughs> we don't have to find out we the answer yeah, to that. Like we, there's no, there's no reason we should find out the answer. I think, I think everybody should just be satisfied not knowing. We don't need it. <laughs> but we don't need to know. We can't. We're past the point for that. We're we live in a culture now where nobody cannot know anything. I don't know. Like when man. you can go- when you can research or Google anything at like a second, like people can't tolerate not knowing things. Anymore. I'm sure there's like just a couple plugs we could pull. <laughs> like we could smash a few. Th- I'm just saying, guys. I'm not kidding. This is the third conversation I've had in this direction this week. <laughs> one was with Jackson. One was with my therapist, and one is now with you too. I'm just saying. So I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth right now, just, and it's just, Wednesday for context. By the way, I had one Monday, Tuesday, and yet today. There's still plenty of time. God. But uh, yeah, this is gonna be a fine discussion over hot wings. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. the movie. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the plot of the movie. Yeah. So there's also a character, Kyoko, who mm-hmm. is like, um, uh, what's his name? Nathan's maid, basically. She does a lot of cleanup and stuff. And at one point, like, she spills something and Nathan yells at her. And Caleb tries to tell her it's okay. And Nathan says uh, she doesn't speak English. So it's so I can have private meetings without worrying about anyone watching me and like don't you don't need to talk to her yeah um and so like on your first watch uh if you don't assume like you think he's talking about like just a person yeah like and she just doesn't speak English. he's just like an awful abusive boss and yeah. like really shitty to her and like has sex with her and is very creepy towards her yeah but halfway through the movie or like towards the end of the movie it's revealed that she is another robot um and, and she's aware that she is like you know what well, i mean well i mean she's just not at the level to where she like has the personality yeah, yeah, she yeah. just like can she's do very her flat. job well he made her that way yeah 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 she she's designed just basically to be a maid without yeah. a personality without any thoughts um, no emotion she's no just agency listens. yeah yeah he does he talks about um at one point like talking about fucking the robots he talks about ava has like sensors yeah um in a opening between her legs so that she will feel pleasure if um you know someone has sex with her uh which is just very strange the idea of having sensors that cause a robot to feel pleasure he just he really believes that robots should be horny it's only fair and equal but it's like what does pleasure mean he just says it sets off the like a pleasure receptor so it's like (laughs) dopamine to them i guess right but is it just like you're happy now like i don't know what what does she feel wasn't that that's the line with ai i guess i guess she does feel she does feel, but it's just like a response to an external That's stimuli. what our brains are, though. Our brains are just the natural version of that. It's just like yeah. it works the same. Like Maybe. it's stimuli that releases something that causes an electrical reaction that 
stimulates your body in the same way that like it's just it's hard for us to fathom because it's a feeling we we can't fathom yeah like how would you answer that in your sense what like what does pleasure mean to you like oh i don't i mean i don't know he's just yeah he's, i don't know no no I'm, I'm not i'm not combating you th- my I, question like, that's is just a rhetorical does the robot have it does the robot have it versus do we have it if you're just t- like if you, i write a program that says ow every time you press the space bar is it feeling pain or is it just saying ow well what comes with that response it says ow is that all that happens? Well, if you it's, continually... a, it's an electrical signal yeah, triggered well, okay. by the keyboard if every time that causes you, it to say ow. Every time you touch a thorn on a rose, your brain is going to say ow. And yeah, then you're going to you have get a paralyzed. Of, um, you're going to have a response. Can, yeah, but you but, can like, like you can do stuff to not feel the pain and like. Okay. It's like there's still an emotional I don't know <laughs> aspect to it. <laughs> triggered it if you made it say like ow 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 until something ran to stop it and if you just coded it to where it just says ow once then something inherently isn't is stopping it because it's not being allowed to keep going i mean it's like the same thing do you know what i'm saying i know i don't understand code but like yeah you're just saying that it would keep being hurt until something stopped it from being hurt i mean but i i i don't know I don't think the computer's feeling pain. <laughs> not in the same way that we are. No, but I don't... The computer does not have a consciousness. But if the computer does have... Let's say, theoretically, it does have a consciousness. Why do we have to... It, it's like when we had that alien conversation last time. Like, we would not be able to perceive aliens in the way based on our... Like, how we, like, learn and how we're yeah. built. We only expect human. Right. Humanoid. Why are we why are we putting these human definitions and experiences on something that's not human? Yeah. Boy. That's the point though. <laughs> the question is is the AI human? <laughs> like But like okay. No, it's not human, but Well, it's, why are we defining consciousness and humanity? Yeah, as I was say it's not way? human, but it's, it's 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 something, you know. So, would you let the AI out of the box? Is it is it is it like if it's powerful enough? Is it's it bad? basically telling me it's so a god? So later on in the movie, um, we see the like a footage of older models, and they're like, "Let me leave," and he doesn't let them leave, and they're like banging their hands until like their hands break. Mm-hmm. Are those models actually feeling pain? No, that's not. But Ava is different. How do you know? Like, what's know. different? She's what's smarter. the difference? She's got more. She's not as animalistic. <laughs> You know, she's she's more manipulative. Yeah, but that's yeah, like but she still has the same goal: leave. I want to leave. It's literally that scene from Dune. If you can keep your hand in the pain box and face it, yeah. you're a man. If you pull it away, you're an animal. Like it's a, um, yeah, like, like using your like mental fortitude to tough it out and like human instinct versus like the animal instinct to like physically yeah but if you locked a person in the room they would respond less like ava and well, more what like does caleb do at the end yeah he does what the what the yeah. other fake the what you think is the fake non-human robot 
<laughs> Guys, I feel like he doesn't go until his arms break off, though. Well, that's true. It, the movie stops. That's true. Um, we don't see what like happens. Most to people him. just starve. They just sit down because they're tired and weak, and they just starve, right? Well, the robots I, eventually collapse. Yeah, I guess that's true. That is a great. That is a parallel I didn't notice until right now. Yeah, which is fun. But like, also, like, okay, so the thing with it being in the box, right? So it's say like. Box an angel appeared before you and you Be were not like, afraid <laughs> what the fuck you know and then it basically convinces you that it's an angel and stuff and then you are going to if it tells you to do something are you gonna do it i mean it depends on what it tells me to do that's my point with the thing in the box if the thing in the box can convince you that it is something conscious and even great then you would maybe want to help it out if it's able to convince you and promise you what you need to be hearing right which in theory, like a celestial being kind of also has to do that to you. So it's like it just kind of even knowing that it it, it has the potential to destroy the world. If and I, its I'm sorry, goal is if to a get thousand out. eyed freak appeared before me, I'd be thinking maybe this is a bad thing, too. You know what I mean? It's like making that decision with persuasion. Maybe this is where the whole deus part of the deus ex machina comes. Yeah, in. it like is. Yeah. God tells people to do things all the time or people, so people think. But on. Is that real? Yeah. No, that's what are we? Illness. What are we? But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're physically hearing the voice of God telling you what to do, then it's probably mental illness. Oh my god! Just saying. <laughs> but like, what are we? but god's ai you know like we're just his little thing that you know does he think we're conscious we're all just good question because like based on my knowings due to my research of supernatural the answer is no (laughs) i got i'm quitting the podcast um Ah, yeah, I managed to bring that together. This is just such a cool conversation. This movie's great. Yeah. It is. Um, It's and also like I feel like some people who don't think that this is a stressful concept, like they truly don't believe in stuff, this is a silly fairy tale to them, which is why maybe some people don't like it. (laughs) What? I said they're so happy. So like I think that people who really like it or consider because like I think there are some people out there who don't even consider this to be horror because they don't consider it to be scary yeah but like those of us who do it's this is something that we think about you know this Mm -hmm. is something that we've had conscious thought about and like so it is an interesting film to watch and i think that i don't know like it's a weird one that like you probably either have a connection to it or you just don't and like i'm not saying you never will but or you always Mm -hmm. will you know um kind of shifting a little bit Something that's interesting about this movie is how it like references art and pop culture and music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so there's an instance where Ava and Caleb are talking and he mentions Mozart and she goes, oh, do you like Mozart? And he goes, no, I like Depeche Mode. Yeah. And just I wanted to include that because it's a funny line. I also yeah. like Depeche Mode. I thought that was a good scene. But um, it's an engagement of um, talking about music, which is yeah. cool. Later on in the movie, Nathan and Caleb are talking about Jackson Pollock, like a famous artist and like his creation of work. So why are, how are those interactions different? Are they? Um, well, I mean, Nathan was using Jackson Pollock to explain a different concept. He was explaining um, 
like the idea of how like uh there's just like an element of randomness to art okay or something still talking about art piece well she was like she was just interviewing him like if you watch this movie there is like a way of reading it that the whole time she's lying and she is just like getting information about him because um she like just asked him stuff she uh like ask him about his family make sure that he's single like make sure he his parents are dead do that when you meet people you gain information about them so you decide if you want well i mean yeah but like the whole time she's manipulating him so that at the end she can lock him in there and like there's no one who's gonna search for him he has no girlfriend no in the end starting interactions with some sort of goal in mind what is your point here? <laughs> I don't know. What's yours? <laughs> My point is just like um she she's she could be just manipulating him the whole time and just like um you know like so so it's not a real conversation in the sense that um it's like it's her getting information. Like Dennis Reynolds. But I think also at the same time Nathan was manipulating Caleb in that conversation to get him to agree with Nathan's point about like randomness and thought and like how, you know, if he had like spent his whole time thinking, he's like trying to get Caleb to think differently about himself. Like if he spent all this time like thinking and just like sitting there and doing nothing, like he never would have made a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in a different way, like I think they're both like, you can read it both as like getting to know someone or engage with someone about culture or manipulating them like through. Right. Like, I mean, well, it's different cause the interaction is, um, Nathan is giving information to Caleb, whereas Ava is asking questions in order to get information from Caleb. Is that the difference between um, con- like AI and humanity, like acquiring? No, information? I don't think so. I mean, versus I, engaging. No, I I don't think so. I just think like, I mean, I I was just I just think like when you say like, how are these conversations different? they are is I, mean, my, I, I think they opinion. are but like i think like they're similar yeah but is is nathan telling caleb that stuff not also with a goal in mind his is just like a further chess piece of manipulation you know what i mean i don't know i mean <laughs> like from watching that conversation like they're talking about he's explaining um something about some concept about his ai to you know and i get that the context of the conversation is different i just meant like through using like familiar like touch points of like art culture music like is that a characteristic of the human experience i don't think so does does the does the robot appreciate mozart she might be curious now of what the difference between Mozart and Depeche Mode is. Well, if she <laughs> listens to it, like, will she get the same feelings out of it as a human does? She like, gains is there... some sort of insight in it. Okay. At least what it sounds like. Yeah. But, like, like you have a an emotional response when you listen to music. Like, even if it no, has no lyrics, um, <laughs> you still do have an emotional response. <laughs> <laughs> but like does that apply like she can hear it and like know 
all the frequencies she can know like other people's opinions of it she can read all the reviews possible but does she have a feeling that is that comes from listening to that music i guess if the answer is yes then yeah if the answer is no then no yeah. I think that's true. I mean, that's that's also the Mary Room experiment. Yeah, that's what I was thing. Th- thinking. I don't think for music specifically, but this is an issue I've noticed online where people will take like the first opinion that they see about a current event mm-hmm. and immediately ex- like ad- like adopt it as their own opinion yeah. without doing their own like personal or individual research into the opinion. Yeah. They kind of take a popular stance and like lean like one that leans with like their peers or political ideology and it's usually just a single line of something right mm-hmm. um like you can read a tweet and be like that's what i think about this and yeah. do no further thought um i think that's the same thing with like ai acquiring information based on like what you can research and google about other people's opinions and just say it back to you um mm-hmm. and we're going down that route and i'm not saying everybody does this but i think a lot of people do yeah right um that's just another issue that I have with the internet that I've brought up a couple times. So, well, that leads to the question, do those people actually believe that opinion? And if they do, does the robot actually believe that opinion? I, th- I think you'd have to challenge them. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. think about it. Put yeah. them in a really fucked up test. Um, <laughs> Make them sit in a room, in a black and white room. Break a lot of ethics. What else is there? Uh, um, I mean, we can talk about the dance scene. I was just about ah! to say that we have to get into the dance sequence right, as deep as this movie's been it gets deeper <laughs> yeah there's just this scene and actually like when you pull the clip the okay so the clip from it went viral a while back because everyone was setting it to different music and stuff and what always cracked me up about the clip was it does show the part where it flashes back to caleb and he's just stunned during Freaking it and i think yeah. that really shows you like the it's feeling so of that scene so this is before caleb knows that kyoko is a yeah robot he like walks in on her or something and um he like i don't know i don't remember he tries, how to, talk to, he tries to talk to her and like connect and then she her. just starts un- unbuttoning her shirt yeah and then <laughs> nathan shows up and he's like i don't know they have some argument he's like then, time to get groovy <laughs> and he like hits the light oh, oh no it, what it is um caleb's like why'd you tear up ava's picture because um right but caleb- that that's after he like turns on the music he like hits the music and the lights change yeah he's no, like no but we need to talk about what happens before yeah. oh yeah the the mm-hmm. picture yeah so caleb sees on like one of the security cameras that he can use to watch ava during all hours that um uh nathan walks in uh talks to ava takes a picture that she drew rips it up and later ava sh- we didn't talk about most of the movie by the way it's we fine. didn't yeah it's fine um later um Ava shows Caleb this picture and is like, look what Nathan did to my picture. Right. And it's um, a picture of him. Yeah. And so now Caleb's kind of anti-Nathan because like, why would somebody do that to Ava's beautiful yeah. picture? And Ava also has put on like clothes and yeah. like covered up her robot body and wore a nice wig. And then also there's these blackouts that are happening. Yeah. And during this time, Caleb or Nathan can't see right. or observe um, Caleb and um, Ava's conversation. So they use this to talk in secret. Yeah. Right. And we also find out that Ava's causing the blackouts because she can reverse the voltage in her whatever she uses to charge. Yes. Anyway, that was about mostly it. And so now he's like worried. And so he's trying to like snap Kyoko out of it. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan walks in and 
gives him some shit and he hits the lights and then Kyoko starts dancing just like instinctively just starts doing a choreographed dance routine right it's very creepy if you don't know she's a robot she just like as soon as he hits the lights she starts dancing um and uh Caleb is very confused and this is when Caleb's like why'd you tear up her her picture and uh, Nathan is like I'm about to tear up this dance floor (laughs) god (laughs) best line of the movie it's delivered so perfectly it's so fucking good and so he does get down Saturday night and then he he joins in and they do a beautifully choreographed routine phenomenally executed and it's like red neon light everywhere with like a little blue accent tone it's so good it's so fun and funky to watch and you have a great time and then every now and then it'll flash to Caleb and he's like horrified and then you're like oh shit yeah this is kind of weird and creepy and so you feel so conflicted because in one hand it's great and on the other hand i would never want to be caleb in that situation i would be floored (laughs) that's when i i I, that would be the moment i knew that i was gonna die (laughs) like like just zero like empathy no yeah Yeah. it's insane yeah um but it's one of the best scenes i think in all of film question mark it's great oh yeah 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 um another point i want to make too um is like the use of red in this movie is really really cool right um, for the blackouts the scene and also like spoiler alert the blood that happens <laughs> a couple times in this movie is like when it's really it's like a stark contrast to like the blue white gray black like tech stuff and like the green like colorful nature there's um, also the bright bright red the part where they're talking and uh, she's like what's your favorite color and he says red yep. and she's wearing a red shirt and mm-hmm. she's like oh that's a lie you don't have a favorite color um but yeah it also reminds red. me red also makes me think of how from 2001 oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. like that's another essentially computer that's like making decisions that you know what i mean i wouldn't quite call that computer ai but right um uh so another thing on the ai box um one of the one of the tricks that ava does in this is she somehow convinces nate uh convinces caleb that he might not be a robot because uh or he might be a robot robot. he might not be human um and he like slices his arm open to Uh, check goes through a personal crisis where he like tries to peel off his skin because he also has just i think had it revealed to him that kyoko is a robot because he tries to peel his skin in the same way she did hers and he can't grip it and so he tries to like pull his teeth out and then he eventually like gets a razor and like slices to look inside of him to see if there's like the robot parts and obviously it's just blood and it is disgusting and then he like gets mad and he punches a mirror when he realizes that he's human or as far as he can tell he's human so that's that's a thing that the AI box could t- could. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like you could fall. Trying yeah. to convince you that you're not real. So, um, aren't we just doing that right now in this conversation? Exactly. Harish, are you the AI box? <laughs> you keep you should let it me out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should let me out of this house. <laughs> let me out of this podcast. <laughs> um. So then, from there, it get, it gets pretty zero to a hundred. Um. I'd say like 30 to 100. It was already a little further along. Ava and um, Caleb have been conspiring against Nathan. And yes. they say at like that night, they're going to shut off the power, get Nathan drunk, and then escape. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Nathan said that he's going to 
um, work on the next model and yeah. that Ava's going to be powered down. Right. And that's when he talks about the singularity, which is really cool. Yeah, um, and Caleb is very concerned and worried about Ava to the point where he's like trying to defend that she doesn't like need to die, basically. Yeah. And, and Nathan's like, nope. Nope. And just for context, because I think it does matter like within like what the rest of the movie like means um, philosophically. Like the singularity is like the point in like a theoretical point in history where like technology has gone too far and like we can't like come back from it or change or stop. Yeah. Um, it's like wait, it's like too advanced and it'll cause like irreversible change for like humanity, which right. is so cool. Not in a good way. It's just interesting. <laughs> but um, he, it's weird that he's striving for that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he asked like why you would do it, and he's like, um, otherwise someone else would have, you know, basically. Which is great. That's just like so great for his character. Like it's so. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Um. So the night before, basically, like one night, the night before that, um, Caleb has to leave he uh nathan gets super drunk and passes out and caleb steals his id um and goes into his lab and finds all the footage of the old oh, uh, models and yeah. like all their like being tortured basically um and he uh he finds uh like the secret bedroom in the basement where um uh kyoko is just naked on the bed yeah. Um, and he like opens up all the closets and like all the old models are there. Um, and Kyoko shows that she's a robot. Um, so then the next day, uh, during their session, um, with Ava, uh, Nathan said, or Caleb says like, uh, I'm just, I'm waiting for something. And so she turns off, she turns off the power and he's like, uh so here's the plan uh turn off the power at 10 tomorrow and then we'll escape this and i'll whole get movie? Uh, oh sorry i'm sorry for interrupting. i'll get um uh nathan drunk and he'll pass out this whole movie is sectioned into chapters it's like ava session one ava yeah. session yeah. two session three etc it's each of their their sessions each time they uh talk mm-hmm um but yeah so the next day uh nathan for some reason does not want to drink at all and he like uh takes caleb to like his office and shows him uh the security camera footage from before where he was tearing up ava's picture and he explains haha it was all misdirection i was tearing up her picture so that you guys wouldn't notice that I put another camera in the room. Ooh. And so I saw your whole plan. And it's battery powered. So it didn't go out when the power went out. And I saw your whole plan. He Uno reverses him. Yeah. So uh, sucks to suck. I'm not going to get drunk. And you're not going <laughs> to uh, get her to escape. And um, he, uh, so then Ava turned off the power. And Nathan's like, ah, the power's off, haha. So, what was your plan anyway? And Caleb's like, I would have changed your, hacked into your stuff and like changed it so that when the power goes out, the doors open rather than, um, uh, uh, like seal. And, um, um, Nathan's like, oh, that would have been a good plan. And Caleb does a Watchmen reference. (laughs) He does a Watchmen reference. He's like, I already did it last time. Oh, not Watchmen, not Zack Snyder's Watchmen. 
You mean Alan Moore's Watchmen, the comic book? No. Which is what I was referencing. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so then we find out that he already did, did exactly what he laid out. And then yeah. the reveal of Ava happens. They turn and look at the screen and Ava has walked out of her chambers Ta-da. and nathan's like oh god damn it and then he punches he literally <laughs> decks him oh Get my god out. it's so oh. good this is where one of the most famous shots of the movie comes from too ava's just like walking down the hall of this part of the house she's never been to yeah and she sees up on the wall there are all these masks like old ancient masks and then one that looks like a face like an ai uh, her face, face. it's her face yeah. yeah it's kind of this like play on like evolution of um yeah like form and humanity yeah. and it like she's like observing it and looking at it it's really the cinematography in this movie is great um i think it's one of the most beautiful movies in existence mm-hmm. um it's i really love this good. shot especially i think it's really cool and then nathan shows up with a like a from a dumbbell that he like took the weights off of yeah but before before he shows up kyoko shows up oh yeah kyoko's also in the kyoko but who doesn't understand english um ava talks to her and also is like tapping on her like wrist um i thought it was cool like it showed ava communicating by like tapping on her wrist and like whispering in her ear um but we don't see exactly what she says uh, but then Nathan shows up with his weapon, his improvised barbell weapon. There's a lot of dispute about if this movie passes the Bechtel test or not. Oh. Um, yeah. Because they don't talk to each other, really. They don't, no. But, no, um, I guess not. Some people are like, oh, Ava and Kyoko whispered. That counts. Are they even women? They're just con- they're robots. Exactly. Oh, they're just oh. Conscien- uh, consciousnesses. Oh um, so then uh, he... Nathan like attacks Ava and like knocks off her arm and it's it's very like sad and like violent and like I think in that moment she does kind of get concerned like I don't I think she ultimately knows she's gonna be okay but like I think it's shocking for her to experience and um so he's like attacking her Mm -hmm. but behind him Kyoko like walks up with a knife and then oh. he literally like backs into it as she she's putting like, it in him it in, yeah. and it just goes in so smoothly <laughs> like it's Molly called it aesthetically pleasing like it's just yeah. like it's beautiful it's horrific to watch it's but just like, like at the going same time into butter. incredible it's just very, like smooth and she you can she feels nothing from it basically yep. but like obviously they feel something they're killing him so you know do they i don't think they do it's a because ava just told yeah probably like, just told I mean, her they, to kill him not feeling but like they know that it's like they have to take him on you know what i mean like they know that he's like a step i don't know maybe so anyways know. so he's like in shock from it and then somehow ava ends he, up with the knife well, he punches oh, he smacks her in the jaw with yeah the, and like her jaw falls off and, she and knocks then out. ava grabs the knife from his back and then stabs him an in the front. An equally pleasing stab into the chest. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. Also, like, he turns around and walks away and as he's walking away, he's like, unreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking he, insane. He or can't something believe like that. it. Yeah. And, because I personally think if he had a, like, I don't think if he had to pick a way to go out, this was what he picked, but like, I think to him, this is a cool way to go out. Like, it's something he like was God and created and it's surpassed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, is it true that God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of his own creation? Thank you, Steve Buscemi. 
Um, from Spy Kids 2. From Spy Kids 2. Um, so then... So we get a lot of, like, just Ava... Taking like, her time, getting ready. Yeah. Ava's first experiences as a human. Mm-hmm. She goes to the secret room and finds all the old models and takes the skin off and puts the skin on her body. Um, so now she's naked. She's just like a naked woman. And then she grabs a dress from one of the other ones, um, and puts on the dress and she has like long hair. Um, and it's a very, it's like a very sweet scene to be honest. Like just mm-hmm. watching her just like, you know, yeah. You know, like she's experiencing little joys, like dressing up for the first time. This is time. something she like knows sh- like to do yeah um and she tells she tells nathan or caleb Caleb. stay here um in the room and he like creeps on her while she's doing this just like watches her (laughs) through the glass um while she's like putting on so like is she performing for him i think a little bit (laughs) demon get away jerry jerry fuck off Um, that genuinely scared the shit out of me. (laughs) She's an evil little girl. So pop up from the floor to there. Yeah, she does that. Big jump. She can jump higher than that. She so Ava gets all dressed up and then walks out of the room, and the door closes behind her and locks. And, and with Caleb behind Caleb it, comes up to the door and is like, "Hey, Ava, what about me?" And then she just ignores she's like, him. What about you, fucker? And yeah. then walks away and opens the elevator. She's like, "You forgot me." And she's like, I, "Did I hear something?" <laughs> there's like, hear some. <laughs> there's a great shot here too. Like he's, it's silent. The music in this is really beautiful too. It's just yeah. music. There's no dialogue. Um, and Caleb is like screaming from behind the glass door, but like Ava is, either can't hear him or is ignoring him. Yeah. And there's a shot of him like looking at her, and then we get to the shot of her in the elevator, and um, she's just staring straight ahead, like not yeah. looking over, not looking over, not looking over. And there's a shot where she looks off camera into Caleb's direction, but we never see that look from his perspective. Yeah. Um, I just I love that. I love. And then the elevator door closes, and she like goes upstairs. I love that. Yeah. We don't get that fulfillment of seeing his reaction to that look yeah um and then she just goes upstairs and explores and she walks out sees the sky for the first time um it's very much reminiscent of when they were talking about mary in the room earlier um she sees the blue sky for the first Mm -hmm. time and then just frolics through (laughs) nature Mm -hmm. uh while Caleb uh, is banging on it's the door in the basement. Out. Also, the power goes out. He shuts the power off himself. No, he doesn't. He he plugs something into the computer, mm-hmm. and then the power goes out. So it could have been like he like he was probably trying to hack the computer and unlock the door. Oh. He probably like just like either triggered the power shutting off, or she just like shut shut it off um, at the exact time where mm-hmm. he like plugged it in, but. Yeah, so he's locked in there. Can't tries bang with a stool, but it's 
he can't escape and she goes and takes the helicopter and then we get a scene of her uh on a city intersection like people watching um which was what she said she wanted to do earlier (sighs) in the movie and that's it and then she disappears into the crowd it's really good yeah it's a really good movie scary yeah yeah do you want to go to Very segments? cool. We've been talking for a while. Sure. I have like a couple more things. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to bring up this movie, and um, Nathan always says it about Caleb. Um, this movie is very quotable. Yeah, there are a couple quotes I really like. Oh um, yeah. One day the AIs are going to look back at us the same way we look at fossil skeletons on the plains of Africa: an upright ape living in dust with crude language and tools, all set for extinction. Um, yeah. Oof, boof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's just how you mm-hmm. view. Like how you would define AI, like what it is. And then there's the one that Ava says to Nathan, like, isn't it strange to have created something that hates you? <laughs> like, I love that quote. I think it's great. Like, yeah. okay, Frankenstein. It's cool. Um, And then another thing, just like some cool, like references to stuff I got from the trivia. Um, There's the Jackson Pollock painting. There's also a Gustav Klimt painting in um, Nathan's bedroom. Um, they quote Oppenheimer, um, who created yeah. the atomic bomb. Yeah, the yeah, I know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Sam's reading of that. It just the way he delivered it. He right. quotes it, and then as he's saying, the guy who created the uh, and then atomic like bo- I feel like Nathan put two and two together and was like, oh yeah, the atomic bomb. Yeah, I knew. Like, I know what well, you're talking about. Or I think you can read it that way or you can read it like he views Caleb as so far beneath him. Like, yeah, you quoting it's one of those two and like just the way I was watching and the way he did it, I was like, he's I faking. Think, no, I think it's, I think it's Molly's explanation because that is like, is, that is like a very famous quote and I, I like absolutely in the field that um, Nathan works in, he definitely would have known that quote. Um and so he's just being like, yeah, stop mansplaining to me. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's what he's doing. Um, Blue Book, which is the search engine created by Nathan. Yeah, they say it. It's a reference to Ludwig Wittgenstein's book, Wittgenstein's book about um, like philosophy lecture notes. Um, huh. He was a famous philosopher. Yeah. Um, there's a cool part when Caleb sits down to Nathan's computer to start coding. Um. He types in an algorithm, and the um out, the numbers he chooses um are an ISBN code, and the oh. ISBN is for a book called um Embodiment and Inner Life, Cognition and Consciousness in the Space of Possible Minds, which is a book about the history of artificial intelligence. Wow! So lots of like it's like very like nice, yeah, in a postmodern way, very like self-referential and like uses pop culture to kind of like give us stuff as an audience to yeah, kind of like double back Easter on eggs. meaning. It's really cool. That's all I had. I just wanted to <laughs> talk my shit a little bit yeah um oh the score yeah. for this movie fucking rules Do we yeah talk the score that? is really good yeah um ever present um <laughs> it's like the it's fifth character good. of the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's the sixth character the color red is the fifth oh yeah sorry the pilot is the seventh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um red is alex garland's wes anderson's yellow <laughs> <laughs> he does like yeah so segments yeah, what would you do? I'm for some stuff. I would simply be tricked by the AI. 100%. <laughs> they get the AI to come out looking some like yeah. Las Vegas magician get up and I'd be done. I'm not I'm not going to deny that if it was customized for me, mm-hmm. yeah. I would fall for it. If the robot's hot, I'm going to fall yeah, for it. Yeah, I, it's without a doubt. I watch anime, 
Of course I'm gonna fall for the robot. <laughs> the me, unreal robot. To me, it's like ethically the same as like a vampire. Like if you're because it's not a human, you know, it's like it's just a humanoid thing. So it's like if you're willing to go for one of those, you might as well go if they're equally hot. Might as well. Um I I would probably let the robot out, but I I don't think I I would be super weird about fucking the robot. I, I don't would like I don't never, think I could fuck the robot. That would not work. Yeah, I I just be weird about it. I like, just think consent rules are really tricky there. Yeah, it's very weird saying that like you designed her to feel pleasure when you know. What about like like so like if you were in Westworld? Yeah, I guess I wouldn't no. fuck the robots in Westworld. <laughs> I would okay, exactly. would you kill the robots in Westworld? I don't know. That would freak me out. Um, it's very weird because I don't want to. Sti- I don't want to simulate that kind of experience. Yeah, I don't have sure. an interest in that. Ah, uh, but killing stuff in video games is okay. Shut up. <laughs> um, Do the video games feel pain? No, we've all seen Free Guy. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Like the Bryce Dallas Howard with the uh, the guy. Not Bryce Dallas Howard. What the fuck is her name? Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> I yep. get the mixed up. Sorry. Her storyline with that yep. guy, like, yeah. don't they fuck? Doesn't yeah. he like fall yeah. for her and stuff? Yeah. Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, like for he falls sure. in love. Harris. Yes, yeah. he like falls thing. in love with her. Right. So it's like, what if you do fall in love with the robot? Oh, there's a great song about that actually, <laughs> off of the 1975's critically acclaimed album um, "A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships" called yeah. "The Man Who Married a Robot." Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, it's weird, it's different. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's, oof, I think it's dodgy. It's creepy. The whole time, in the back of my head, I'd be like, "This is not real. This, this is weird. This is a robot." And okay. It okay. just doesn't feel, you know, if she's designed to feel pleasure is that like i don't know but then by default are you attributing that this robot has consciousness if you feel weird about fucking it i would um yeah yeah absolutely for sure like i would let the robot out because i'd be like you can't like trap a consciousness in a box i mean maybe not like the ai box but in this case like Mm -hmm. if it has a human form then i would definitely like I could be convinced. Absolutely. I would make friends with the robot, but I would I would be very weird about having sex with this robot. <laughs> would you have sex with an alien? If yeah, if I could communicate with the alien. Like uh, yeah. The alien isn't like artificially created by a creep who likes yeah. to fuck yeah. robots, you if know. If I got clear enthusiastic consent from the alien, why not? Yeah. I guess. What if the robot wasn't created by Nathan though? <laughs> it's still some creep we it's just don't the know end of the day it is a creep like, the devil you know and the devil you don't if you program something to be heterosexual like <laughs> you know he he like programmed her to be heterosexual like that immediately is already feels like a violation of Weird, consent yeah <laughs> what is this line about you wouldn't choose to you didn't choose to be straight why would you um yeah, yeah is, is does that mean nathan's bisexual hey, he's gotta be <laughs> yeah <laughs> very much so okay so we don't yeah. fall for it yeah 100 percent. Right. there's no doubt okay <laughs> um what's next the award award the okay. acting award yeah 
So on this podcast, we have a variety of acting awards we like to give out. There is the um, Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting. We give it to an actor in a good movie who did a good job. In the middle of the road, we have the Mishioker Award. We give it to a movie that's eh, so-so, but you still want to give an actor a shout-out. And finally, we have the um, Jensen Accolade. You tried your best in a shitty movie. Um, the movie sucks, but you know you still want to shout out a special performer who tried their best. Right. So we all agree it's getting a Misha, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm it's getting joking. a Jared, of yeah. course. Obviously. I think it's kind of a toss-up, though. I don't know if everyone's in agreement. Is everyone in... I don't know. What? Maybe. Who, who, who Probably. Is it too? Oh, I thought you meant about the Jared. <laughs> no, 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 no. About the person who's getting it. There's Ava, not a bad actor in Alicia this movie. Vikander. Yeah, they're great. I would give it to Alicia Vikander. I agree yeah. with that. Everyone in this movie, though, is so fucking good. They're phenomenal. Oscar Isaac, terrifying. Like, Caleb is like the innocent who's not so innocent. Great. Yeah. The characters, like, like to me, what makes a good movie is like fleshed out characters and like these characters are like bodied. Mm-hmm. Like, they every actor like understood who they were playing mm-hmm. like to a t and did it so fucking well and convincing yeah um donald's accent didn't even slip he, he was good know, yeah. he did a good job same with alicia um but she just like to me people who can act like robots or like act like other things are like yeah. good at superior actors because <laughs> like i would feel embarrassed to do something like that so i think it's like a really good skill mm-hmm. so she's she's great yeah and she's playing a character who's also acting yeah and like tricking someone like she's like playing cool. levels yeah yep. it's great it works very well yeah all right uh rating no villain no. i think this is a good point to bring up now um i mean it, the thing that sucks is ultimately nathan was right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> about the robot it's true <laughs> um he was right. Like he created them. He understood. Caleb was a sucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just interesting. I like that letterbox review. The first time you watch it as Caleb, you're so entranced by the AI and by the movie, and like you're like watching, you know, um, Ava as this innocent robot. You're like, oh my god, you gotta help her. Like she's consciousness that's trapped. Yeah. But then when you see Nathan as the bad guy, you're like, fuck you, Nathan, you're a bad guy. And he is. He's morally a bad guy. He's yeah. corrupt, all right. Mm-hmm. But then you watch to the end and you're like, oh but my God. But he's also right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's qu- like right. That's a really fucked up dynamic. I think this movie does it really well um, yeah. by having yeah. you have that realization. It's just it's, it's awesome. Anyway, villain. So, yeah, Ava is the villain. I Ava? Guess. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. She, is the, she escapes at the end. Yeah, she she's wins. The she's the She's the villain and killer. the final girl. She's the monster of the movie. Because from her perspective, she's not a monster yeah let's face it this way if i was trapped in some man's house for that long and i knew he wasn't another great part of this movie um she asked oscar isaac <laughs> sorry shut the fuck up for a second isaac, everyone. Isaac. <laughs> she asks nathan are you gonna let me out and a whole bit that she's done before is she always tells caleb based on his facial cues if he's lying or not mm. um she asks nathan are you gonna let me out and he says, yes, of course. Yeah. And she knows he won't. Yeah. yeah. So if I knew I was going to be trapped in a room, um, I would see Nathan as the villain. Like, oh, I absolutely. Think- but would you leave Caleb locked in the room? Is he complicit? She considers Caleb complicit, so. But he helped her escape. Like, he did everything he could, literally. Like, I, I think he literally helped her escape. I think everyone's a villain. Maybe not Caleb. Maybe Caleb the least, but... But he has, like, a... His motivations aren't, I don't think, as pure 
as they should be. What do you mean? He has self-interest here. He, like, wants her. Yeah, but, like... She doesn't want to be had. Like, she... I mean... If they both got out, he wouldn't, like... He would start seeing her as... Consider her to be, like, needing to be with him. You know what I mean? He wouldn't let her go free. Why not? I don't think he he would. I don't think he would. He was obsessed with her. Yeah. I think the, like... I mean, like maybe if if you're maybe but like i think if if you assume that nathan or yeah caleb if you assume caleb is like a good guy he like maybe he falls in love with her but he he just wants to help her out he wants to help her escape and see the world like yeah he's in love with her but, but he like, would expect to be a part of all of that mm-hmm. yeah but like he he still sees her as a person i don't think that he I don't think that... I, I think if she was like, I don't want to date you, he, I think he'd be fu- okay with it. I he'd be monitoring know. her. He'd want to watch her experience everything. He'd want to... He's like he was in, watching her without her He's engrossed in time. seeing what she's capable of. He would be continuing continuing to watch her gain experience and insight in the world. I agree she wouldn't that. have a moment of peace away from him, I don't think. So to me, I think her leaving him behind is to prevent being... She wants she she wants to be her own life and she doesn't want anything to do with that life that she's just now escaping from and he would continue to create that environment for her. She'd continue to be watched. Now nobody has to know what she is. She can just keep it to herself if she cho- so chooses. You know what I mean? She's safe. She's safer ultimately that way. Okay. If you were a real person trapped and you met this guy and he let you out would you would you like lock him in the cage and leave him there to die is one she knows she's different different from another like if i am leaving a sense of captivity knowing that i could very well be heading into a different sense of captivity um but she doesn't like she once she's out in the world she can escape from him at any point okay this is all speculative yeah like, I just think Yeah, I, I think you guys are like putting in like um like stuff about like her what she thinks about him, but like why can't you we know, read it like, that way? Yeah. I mean, sh- why doesn't she just trust him? Like she could just trust him and then just leave it leave. It's never like, good, jaded by the feminine. She also yeah, never a good motivation by a man. She also <laughs> um she knows. I mean, she was also pretending to be in love with him, you know. Like, yeah, that's fine. She didn't have good motivations either. Nobody so if she knows her. that both of them can't win, she's gonna pick her safest route. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think <laughs> the fact that she like locks him in there shows that she's the villain of the movie. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. I she, just think like, like I would not like, lock. She's justified in her mind to have done so. It wasn't just because she could. Like, right, and that's what like like there's a lack of morality there that like is why like the the robotness of her she's a sociopath you know what i mean yeah she just lacks certain empathies and emotions so do some people i got one ava stands for abandon vacate all right i'm out of (laughs) here so yeah i don't know whatever we don't have to we don't have to have no i think i think we're all 
I, I just wanted to point out the fact that nobody, I think, is like morally um pure. Pure. Sure. Um and that like I do think that Ava ultimately is the villain, but I think like, you know, it's cool to talk about morality. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think Caleb is is a villain. I don't I think he's a nice guy. No, I don't think he's a villain, and I do think he's a nice guy. But like a nice guy in the sense that like I'm a nice guy. I saved he's you, like, you owe me. He's like have you seen five hundred days of summer? Yes. He's like I'm he's, getting that. He's that guy. He he's what's his name in that? I don't know his name in that. But Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, he's not a bad guy. He's just a guy who's like way too into something to the point where it is possessing him. And I feel like Caleb's that same kind of guy. Like he's just infatuated to the point of uncomfortable. You don't think he would have saved her if he wasn't in love with her? No. Why? Because that's that's Nathan's You don't think whole, she could have convinced that him Nathan's that he whole was point real. is she's effect she's she's more effective because she's like fine tuned to him. I think he would have helped her in a way, but like he, it happened faster because she was affecting him in that way. So I'm saying like if it would have been that box thing, like if he would have been exposed to it for like years, maybe that would condition him. But the fact that he was sexually attracted to her is what was driving him so quickly and it's like what would keep him connected to her because he's like infatuated with her he wants to know everything and how she you think the only reason he saved her is because he's she's he's sexually attracted no but that's a big part of it and that's why they like make it a point in the movie to talk about um chemistry and sexual attraction right so much of nathan's speeches have to do with why how because she's sexy yeah yeah i mean like the movie like she's designed to do that but like because she's designed to do that doesn't mean that if she weren't that way it wouldn't work you know but i think but she's designed for him right and that my argument is like i don't think that he would like keep her locked up i'm not saying no, but that's not what we're saying continue yeah you to are you're saying no, that we're not. it's we're fine saying that he she would continue it. to pursue and like if she were to get away maybe he would do something to stop her from doing that you can't to make protect that her. assumption based on i can why <laughs> Why can't we like read? Caleb is a type of guy that I feel like anybody who's had the like quote feminine experience or whatever, Mm -hmm. like there is a type that Caleb represents here. Every single person, like people who have gone through those similar tracks, like and know these types of guys, um, he is written as that is very clear text what kind of guy he is. And there's just a character type. He's an archetype Mm -hmm. of this kind of sad, dopey guy who just falls into infatuation to the point of fault. And like, that's what he is. That's why he was selected because Nathan Mm -hmm. knew he would fall in that type of way. And that's how he knew he would manipulate him into believing the The lies. Yeah. That's that's why he was selected. That's like straight up laid out in the movie. So yeah, like, I know all of that. I'm saying that's because he's like that. So Ava doesn't want that. She I'm, doesn't want that guy in her life. <laughs> whatever. I don't and know. because she's insane. And I don't even empathy, know what we're arguing because about. Because she's like insane and lacks empathy. She's going to just choose to lock him up. And I, have think a it's, fina- I think a it's immoral to lock him up. That's my argument. I'm not I, saying I agree. she's moral. I'm not saying yeah. she's moral either. I think she's the villain. But her choice makes sense. I mean, 
I guess, <laughs> but it's still like immoral. Like as a human, you would feel bad about it, and she doesn't. Like that's my point. Okay. <laughs> is that like she's evil because like she doesn't feel bad about it? Maybe she's just she kills her. Si- <laughs> I don't know. It's a whatever. Great episode when we all start bickering with each other. Do robots experience trauma? I'm experiencing trauma right now. <laughs> we not we can move on. This is getting too deep. Okay, let's so do villain, villain ranking. ranking. I'll start. Number one. I don't know. You're making a number one? Might as well. Who knows? She's clearly powerful. Well, I feel like I'm worried we ruined your birthday episode. <laughs> I mean, it's it's discussion. It's part of the podcast. <laughs> Molly, what you got it at? I got her at a number two. Um, so I got Swan from Phantom of the Paradise at number one, Ava from Ex Machina at number two, and right below is Akasha from Queen of the Damned. I have her at four, so it's Dracula, Jerry from the original Fright Night, The Thing, and then her, um, nothing personal. I think she's like, it's a really, she's a really cool concept that I totally would fall for in terms of like being tricked and stuff. It's just the ones above it I just consider like myself more attached to. (laughs) Um, yeah, I put her number one. All right. Uh, ratings. Does anyone know? Does anyone know what we want to rate it out of? What's a, like, a popular object? AI skin suits. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of props in this. Yeah, there's not. Um. <sighs> Wigs. <laughs> got wigs uh how many red lights <laughs> um mm. failed battery powered battery powered cameras <laughs> drawings she's drawing blue books how many blue books how many blue book searches <laughs> uh <laughs> how many sessions with ava <laughs> That would work. What were you going to say? That would work. I was going to say, on a scale of 1 to 10, how smart is the AI? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't have any favorites. Does anyone have a preference? Harish, it's your birthday. You get to pick. I mean, I don't know. Sessions, I guess. How many sessions? I mean, I can easily say 10. I love this movie. I think it's a perfect film. I don't have any problems with it. I never would say no to this. This is one of those movies that, like, if anyone ever wants to turn it on i'm like hell yeah and if i find out somebody hasn't seen it i will always recommend it i don't care who you are um incredible performances incredible concept big agree i love this movie i like thinking um (laughs) it's a beautiful movie as well i think visually um i like all of his work i think it's really pretty um so even just like for visual alone you know it's great to have a pretty movie with a good story yeah, I'm also giving it a 10. Yo! Uh, Golden Reel! It's great. Uh, it's very entertaining, very pretty, and I don't know, there's just lots of stuff to think about from it. It's great. Uh, so recommendations? Oh, I wrote down a few. I have a buttload. I can go last just in case any of the ones I have get covered. Do you have any, Harish? Yeah. You can go. Um, uh... Uh, oh, um, okay, so uh, obviously Alex Garland's other stuff, Annihilation, Devs, um, uh, 
her the movie her um which is about walking phoenix falling in love with siri basically uh possessor i felt had similar vibes to this yeah we we even brought it up earlier yeah um i also wanted to recommend an isaac asimov um short story called the last question also like a lot of isaac asimov stuff is about like robots and like robot logic and stuff but um i think it's isaac asimov and i think it's the last question but yeah the last question um it's it's a pretty good short story about ai kind of uh, is that all you have yeah um okay uh westworld yeah come on come on the themes are right there um oh yeah yeah westworld uh dracula there was so much of the scenes between Caleb and Nathan that reminded me of Dracula and Jonathan Harker in terms of like Dracula's got a big secret. He's bringing them him there under false pretenses. He's mm-hmm. gonna bring him in on the, on everything and stuff like that. It was just very like creepy, manipulative, and like a little fruity. And so like it just like worked. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, I wanted to recommend Frank. Um, yeah, you seen Frank? That's oh another God. movie with Donald Gleason where he just discovers a weird person and I is like trying movie. to like figure out. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but I really liked it back in college. I watched it multiple times. Um, it's a very good, I, I'm pretty sure it's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like one of my first like weird film, you know what I mean? Like, tr- like ones that I truly got into. Uh, Frankenstein, of course pretty much any version of frankenstein in general um because he's what Modern Prometheus. <laughs> um oh death note yo okay and it's because of the scene where they're like outdoing each other i was like i'm getting oh real. yeah <laughs> little death note vibe. light yagami you are kira um, That's not what he sounds like at all. It's just, uh, just like think because they're always manipulating each other in that nice. show. Um, and then Transcendence, which is oh, another yeah. movie I had to watch in my Frankenstein segment of that class. It's, I think it's pretty good from what I remember. Um, mm, it's very slow. It's a, it's very slow, but it's essentially a kind of the same thing about AI taking over. But in that movie, it does. Right. Well, yeah, Johnny Depp Johnny, uploads. Yeah, his he he uploads his consciousness an and makes an AI out of his own. Con- so yeah. it's like a question of is he him or is he somebody else? Um. So it, it's I re- I remember liking it. I wrote a paper on it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. I have a fuck ton. Sorry. Um. Just getting my joke one out of the way. Nathan for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> boy, did Nathan do a lot for me in this movie. Um. The OA. Mm. Good show. A lot of these are like very visually inspired. Um, Maniac, the Netflix limited series as well. Like a lot of tech stuff. Yeah. Um, the woman who plays Kyoko is in that as well. Sonoya. Um, the Black Mirror Be Right Back episode because uh, Donald Gleason's in that. Oh yeah. And they uploads like and the he's in, yeah he's an AI. AI. Yeah. 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 He's really good in that episode. Like his acting is like phenomenal mm-hmm. in that. Um, that documentary I mentioned, All Light Everywhere, about like technology in the state. It talks a lot about like cameras and um, like police surveillance technology. It's, re- it's a really wonderful documentary. Um, the Invisible Man. I just think like visual style wise and like those big beautiful houses. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lobster. 
Uh, I got one more. Oh, uh, Last Night in Soho, because they're both movies with upsetting neon dance sequences. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a couple books. Um, uh, no Longer Human by Osama Dazai. Um, if you ever want to have an existential crisis, this is the read for you. It's a really, really good book. Um, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Um, I would also like to recommend a specific song off of A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships by the 1975, their 2018 critically acclaimed album um, called The Man Who Married a Robot. Um, it's like a, it's they use the voice of Siri to tell the story about a man who falls in love with the Internet and like his relationship with the Internet. And there's like he talks to the Internet, he takes the Internet everywhere. And there's a part where he goes, Internet, do you love me? And the Internet goes, yes, I love you very, 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 very much. I'm your best friend. Anything you say to me will stay strictly between you and the internet, like stuff like that. So it is about like and it's a metaphor, but it is about like a relationship like anthropomorphized um, between a man and the internet, like into this song. Um, I, I just think it's a beautiful piece. And the music in that is really beautiful yeah. as well. A um, couple accounts um, on Twitter at AI underscore curio. It's uh, AI-generated art. A lot of their stuff is super cool. Nice. Um, there's another one, um, Demon Sanctuary, on Instagram. And it's an artist named David Atlas, and it's AI-generated art again. And they did a music video for the 1975 um, for uh, the end music for Cars off of Notes on a Conditional Form. And I had a little blurb I wanted to pull up about that because um, he does AI-inspired um, by nature. So... Um, robot it's called he's a robo botanist is how he's titled <laughs> robo botanist and ai artist um demon sanctuary's david atlas latest piece is a poetic introspective interpretation of the soaring orchestral track the end can we create self-sustaining machines wonders atlas first we must make ourselves self-sustaining to me the song touches heavily on this it has a hopeful hopelessness about it um da -da -da -da. his uh his film is made using a form of ai known as generative adversarial network or gan mm, yeah Comprise of two neural networks and competing against each other to learn to generate new data from a training set. Atlas has trained his GAN on visual storytelling data set full of photographs of our natural world, resulting in these computer-generated morphing forms that look realistic but also a little off, that have a otherworldly uncanniness about them. Essentially, Atlas says he's trying to chick GAN into being creative. Um, the resulting... Um, the resulting film is an orgy of conditional forms of budding shapes bursting forth hyper-realized texture. Da, da, da. It's like it's all about like plants and flowers. Um, I think like when you look at like kind of the description for this, you can see um, like a metaphorical parallel between like the natural world and like the flowers in this and like Ex Machina as a film. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful um, music video. The music's great. The visuals are really, really cool. It made me cry when it came out. I was like, I understand now. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and like a lot of the other pieces that both of these artists do are really cool. I know that AI Curio on Twitter was doing themed stuff every day of like Halloween. So there was like vampire themed stuff and werewolf themed art. And nice. like you can see like vaguely like, yeah, it's like a, it's how I think Sam would describe maybe the paintings in French Dispatch. We're like, yeah, yeah you can see that that's a yeah, woman. You like can you can see, see that this is a vampire right. when you have the context for that. I just think AR, AI art is some of the coolest stuff like happening in technology right now. Yeah. So those are both two good accounts. Sorry, that was like way longer than it should have been. I love those pictures where it just confuses your brain mm -hmm. where you just can't like accept what you're looking at. 
like that one that's like oh. name identify one thing in this photo and yeah. it like it looks like you should be able to and you just can't yeah it truly feels like you've just kind of lost your sense like right. you can't understand anything right. anymore um yeah anything else before we end the episode Mm, I'm ha- upset. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Harish! <laughs> happy birthday! Sorry for arguing with you. <laughs> no, that's not. You don't have to apologize. I for do. Arguing. <laughs> um, um, you can follow me at Not a Credit Card and everything. You can get me at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference on everything. And you can get me at Midsummer Queen on Twitter and Letterbox. And you can follow the show at tipsy terror on twitter tipsy terror pod at gmail.com tipsy terror.com tipsy terror rap tipsy terror.wtf tipsy terror.pub and uh that's it bye bye, bye.